saucers, hello. Have you ever wondered how to break up with a therapist? Or have you ever physically felt anxiety and said, how do I handle this? Or possibly you started to feel imposter syndrome creeping in. As October is National Depression and Mental Health Screening Month, we thought who better to have as a guest on the sauce than therapist Jen Hershey, MFT, which you'll learn what that is in our episode. Jen comes on to discuss all of these topics and more. And the best part is Jen is launching an app, which will discuss all of these topics and be a place where you can learn about them and so much more in early 2023. Tune in, learn, enjoy, and learn all the topics Jen has to share, as well as learn more about her app. Saucers, thank you so much always for listening. Hi, and welcome to the Sauce Podcast, where you will meet your hosts, Molly McKinstry and me, Liz Hajar. We are two colleagues turned friends who worked together in tech sales for nearly 10 years. Throughout those 10 years, we grew a lot personally and professionally. Today, Molly runs a sales org at a tech startup. She lives in Denver, Colorado with four children. I live in London, and I'm running a sales team and for Northern Europe of a tech startup as well. Molly and I are different in many ways, but share the same values and drive, and that is how we built a wonderful friendship. While we no longer work together at the same company, we put our heads together and dreamed up the Sauce Podcast. We wanted to have a platform that would build a community where we and others share all their business tips, tricks, and perspectives we or they have learned along the way. So Saucers, tune in each week as Molly and I share business tips and tricks and have fun with us along the way. Hi, Lizzie. Hi, Mal. We have another wonderful guest today. And to make sure that all saucers, we want to give you a little idea of who's going to be on the Sauce Podcast today. It is Jen Hershey. A little bit about Jen. She's a mom, therapist, and CEO and founder of How We Get Through App app. Um, The app launches in March 2023, so we're about five, six months away from this app launching. And How We Get Through is a wellness app that features curated and concise courses for real mental health professionals. And throughout the interview, Jen goes more into this. Jen has been a therapist in private practice for the past seven years, helping women overcome disordered eating and all things motherhood, and is now providing more spaces for people to heal through the app. Jen lives in Orange County, California with her husband, two kids, and four chickens. And the way that I thought, you guys can listen to the app, but the way that I thought about the how we get through app, it reminded me in our tech world, for those that use this, of like LinkedIn learning and Udemy. So mm. think about that as you hear what she has to say. But Maul, what was your favorite piece of the um, of the interview with Jen? Well, I, I loved the whole conversation and just meeting her was was fantastic for me. I know Lizzie, obviously you, you know her from your former life, but the thing that I really loved was to the app itself, just talking about, I think of it as like little, little bites, little like sound bites of, okay, life is busy. Life is full. We're always on the goal on the go through this app. You can get very quick, digestible, real applicable feedback around something you may be working on. And, you know, she talks through this in the conversation. Um, but I felt like I would, I would love that. I could use that. I could, you know, as I'm being driven in, you know, my husband's driving us somewhere, I could quickly sit in the front seat, open the app, spend a couple of minutes reading. Cool. Good. Little, little self-discovery. We did it. 
so agree with that, Molly. Like, actually, I can't wait for this app to launch because I think for some people, find the time and the space to go to therapy every single week. The cost is very high. Some people, the vulnerability of really going and seeing a therapist face-to-face, they're not quite there yet. And this app gives you actual certified therapists giving you courses on, maybe it's disordered eating, maybe it's imposter syndrome, all different stuff's going to be in that app. Um, and I think the app is, I'm fired up for the launch. So yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. The one other really profound piece that I think Jen said is I've spent many years thinking about anxiety and learning more about it and how she said anxiety is the space between the present and the future. It's that space in between. And I was like, yeah, that is what I always spiral on or have anxiety about. And I was like, Jen, thank you. Yes. But um, yeah, yeah, it was really great. And um, it was so good to reconnect with Jen. I know her from college and it's so great to hear her path as well. I think it's really great for the saucers. A lot of great stuff. And Jen is just a joy. So um, it was really good. But Jen, thank you for yeah. being here. And Maul, we'll get into the interview. Let's do it. I hope everyone enjoys it. And remember to be bold. And always eat dessert. We'll talk soon, saucers. Bye. Jen Hershey, it is so wonderful to have you here. So let's start off by hearing about your path to becoming a therapist. And then, of course, we must dive into this mental health app that you are building. You are founder, CEO. We want to hear all about it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, I rejected being a therapist for my uh, entire life almost <laughs> until my early or my late 20s. I remember even at the end of high school, my mom like paid so much money for like the career counseling. And the first thing was like therapist. Yeah. I was like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Not and me. I went to college. Yeah. Changed my major three times, landed in psychology. After college, I went to New Zealand with a bunch of friends and traveled and worked and still just didn't find my path. And I, and I just, I don't know what it was. I just wasn't ready yet. Um, and then I met my husband around 27 and something just kind of like settled with me. I'm like, okay, I got my man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're not married yet. Yeah. But, you know, this is before even I went to therapy. I got a lot of attachment here. Um, and I was like, I'm ready to go back to school. So I went back to school and got my master's at 27. Um, and school is like two and a half, three years. And then after school, you need 3000 hours. That's the crazy part. License. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's so messed up. It's so messed up, but you learn a lot. You learn a lot. You get to try a lot of different things. Um, and I actually did a stint in, um, eating disorder recovery. So inpatient residential outpatient. Um, and that kind of became one of my specialties because it's, I mean, we're all, it's a symptom of something, right? We all want to be seen, loved, supported, and heard. Um, and that's kind of like how I view everything. But sometimes if a therapist isn't specializing in eating disorders or eating stuff comes up, they're like, oh, I don't know. I, I can't deal with that. Um, so I kind of fell into that. And I just love working with women. I have a few men, but women are my jam. That's your that's your area. That's your sweet spot. Yeah. All right. But Jen, I think we should pause for a quick second. And I'm, I'm interrupting your journey. Um, Jen and I went to college together. So Jen, I love yes. that you have found your path. And thank you for sharing that because the saucer community, the saucers is a lot of, we have majority women, men as well, but very career oriented, career focused people. And I think it's awesome to hear that you didn't have this conventional path. I knew what I wanted to mm-hmm. do. You know, you kind of f- tried to, you didn't quite feel it, but you weren't settled. You didn't know what it was. And at 27, you kind of said, I want to go do this. And ooh, this is going to be in my 30s as I'm going to be potentially completed with what I need to do. And I think it's so cool that you did it. And thank you for sharing that. And I think saucers just listen like 
we're talking 20s and 30s. I don't think any age is too old to go do mm-hmm. something. So I love that, Jen. Yeah. And it wasn't really till like I settled and found myself that I was ready to do that, you know? And so it was a great, I mean, I, it was so, I don't know if it's so aligned, but it's, it was what I was supposed to be doing, but it just, there were so many things. It wasn't clear yet. Um, so yeah, it's never too late. Do what you want. Yeah. Good. And look at that. Thriving. Thriving so much. (laughs) We're building an app and we love Mall and I's tech souls. Love an app. I think many of us saucers tech or not, we all use the apps. So talk to us about how we get through. Yes. So I'm a therapist building an app. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so great. Um, Yeah. So the year was 2020. Um, I don't know if you remember that. Uh, I had my second child in January, 2020, (laughs) which I feel super grateful. Like I missed like the drama of, will my husband be in the room? Do I have to wear a mask? Like, yeah, I feel really grateful for that. But um, I went back to work in April um, and I was already virtual. So there wasn't a lot of like, am I going to see clients in person or not? Um, Because we moved. So that was fine. It was like a seamless transition, but it was hard to carry and hold my client's experience while I was experiencing the same thing. And this hasn't happened for therapists in a I don't know, a hundred years, a long time ever. So the burnout rate was high after having a new baby and in the pandemic and just trying to piece it all together when like the insurrection is happening or other things like lifetime, like real things are happening while I'm in session and my clients are getting information about that I'm hearing for the first time. So it just felt like everybody needed more support. Everybody needed more help. Everybody needed more resources, including myself. And that's kind of where the app idea was born Mm. of, um, I know so many talented, so many great therapists that are specialized in other things or, um, are trained in other things that I'm not. Um, and so I'm always telling my clients like, go see so-and-so for somatic therapy. They're amazing. I've done sessions with them, but it's hard, right? You don't want to like leave your therapist. And so the app is kind of this idea of like, you get to experience different therapies, um, different therapists in, in specific problems. So the courses are um, like how we get through imposter syndrome. So it's mm. a spe- 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 sorry, specific problem. <laughs> um, so when you see it, you're like, that is me. That is me. That is my experience. And I want help around that. And so there's tactical tools around it from a licensed therapist that sit across from people every day in working with imposter syndrome. Mm. So that is kind of like the main goal around the app is we are legitimizing self-help because it's from an actual therapist. It's not from someone that's like been through something and then written about it. Got it. Um, and it's very specific and short. They're 30 minutes and broken up into 10 minute videos. So you can like listen to it, you can watch it, you can read it in 30 minutes and get actual tools and feel held, supported, and that you're not alone in that specific problem. Interesting. Yeah. So it's like courses, like it's a course it's by a certified therapist that specializes yeah. in that. So for instance, if I'm working with you on an eating disorder, mm-hmm. but I have trauma or imposter syndrome at potentially maybe work, I you could I could continue to do my work with you, Jen, on my eating disorder, but then use the app to kind of get a little bit more specific specification exactly. around my imposter syndrome. Exactly. And so okay. like in therapy, I have, you're with me one hour a week. Yeah. So this is like this yeah. other support system of like, uh, you wake up at 2am and you have like so much anxiety, you can't go back to bed. 
Yeah. You can find the, the course on anxiety and like how to self-soothe and like there's a meditation wow. one. So it's like help when and where you need it outside of the therapy room. Or if you've never even been to therapy, it's a great way to start and dip your toe into um, seeing, again, yourself as a self-healer, but with um, legitimate therapists that can help you through and give you the right information, I think is what is like my mission. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Just love it. So good. And I think Liz, you already, you know, touched on, we just, um, so much about your journey, Jen resonates, you know, kind of self-starter entrepreneur focusing on mental health and self-help and all that. So just again, thank you for being here and sharing. I want to actually talk about this idea of self-help and and why maybe you believe we need to rethink it. And, you know, you mentioned 2020, if do we remember that time? Uh, here we are kind of like closing out 2022, entering 23, the world has changed. What What is your view on rethinking self-help? Yeah, thank you. Such a great question. Um, I feel like self-help historically through the years has been around positive psychology. So just do it, do more, do it harder, do it better. A lot of mindset stuff, which is great, but it's not the answer. It's not the only answer and it can be really damaging, right? So if you're comparing yourself of like, you know, like Jenna Kutcher, right? Like she's doing all these things and whatever, right? (laughs) Love Love Jenna Kutcher. (laughs) But so like, you know, she, she's been through an experience and she's probably been through therapy and then she writes a book, which is great, but it's her, it's only her journey. And so what, sometimes we take that and we're like, okay, this is going to be the same for me. And unfortunately, and fortunately we're so unique. We're so unique. So we can't really read a book or self-help book. It's like, yes, it's going to help one piece, but it's not really touching like the roots. It's not touching this deeper part. Um, And that's kind of why like legitimizing it. I know I keep saying that word, but it feels, I feel so passionate about it because these therapists went to school for it and have clocked the hours, have clocked Mm -hmm. the experiences have walked people through it. And that's where I feel like is the most prized like part of this and possession around that is that that experience that they know how to hold it and they know how to give you the right information to do it. So this idea of self-help is has unfortunately been like we turn away from ourselves. We say, oh, celebrity, tell me how to help myself, right? And the app is for people to go inward. So the mm-hmm. therapist and the course are like, what is coming up for you in this, right? Tell me what you want out of this. What are your needs? What are your feelings? What are your wants? Like any good therapist is going to point you back to yourself. Sure, I like know a lot and I'll be like, I'm wondering if, you know, this is happening for you, but I actually don't know. And I say that a lot, like I'm not in your experience. I'm not in your body. I'm helping you uncover what it is for you. And so that is like, I feel like self-help has gotten a bad rap because we, again, we're looking outward and the app is all pointing you inward and getting deeper. What do you think? Is that good? That's good, huh? Yeah. (laughs) I think just the reminder of looking inward versus outward. And one of the first things you said resonates with me a ton of like, just kind of push through it and, Mm. you know, work harder or, you know, like, I, we've talked a little bit about to- toxic positivity and 
it, it's just what I hear you saying is focus inward, get curious about what is happening inside you that's causing whatever may be showing up um, mm-hmm. and not, you know, expecting kind of like this quick fix based on other people right. and what's worked for them. Right. Yeah, exactly. And to me, Jen, it sounds like, like it's the same thing with physical health. You see a celebrity who's like, look at me. We don't know. And, and some might really truly be on a path of physical health and there, or maybe we don't know what kind of program they're on. If it's, is it truly like they're lifting weights and running every day and eating a healthy diet or they happen to have a certain physique, you know? And so we feel this pressure that we should be able to do what they do and therefore we should have those results. But are we actually listening to a professional and understanding truly what needs to happen for our body to have that physical healthiness? Um, and it might show up and look different as well. And I feel exactly. like it's the same kind of with mental health. You're saying, don't compare yourself to others and how others do that. You need to look inside yourself and understand how you handle these things or what, I don't know if it's trauma, I don't know, you know what I mean, or what has happened internally with you and how you act to help you heal some of your stuff. Yes, exactly. Exactly. We're all unique and we all need different things. And so we can't compare or get something from this like external way of doing it. Yeah. And I think the comparison thing feels very mm-hmm. real because it's so mm-hmm. often, and as people, as humans, but certainly as women, I think we're mm-hmm. comparing ourselves to one another. Um, you know, her career, her family life, her marriage, her physical fitness. And it, it's such an important cycle to try to break of like everything you just said. We don't know what is really going on, right? For, for people and what may look on the surface to be one thing, is it necessarily that thing? And also we shouldn't spend time comparing to others versus to your point, Jen, look inward and focus on making ourselves healthier and better. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I feel like some of that comparison, um, you know, the comparison is the is a thief of is it the thief of joy? That's what you know. Comparison yes, is the thief, comparison of joy. Is the thief of joy. Yes, and I think we spent a whole episode on that. But I do also think comparison can lead to anxiety, and so I'd love to spend some time, Jen, breaking down anxiety and kind of what it looks like. And here's here's why I think I feel physical anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm going to go on a ropes course and I have to climb, you know, maybe I'm afraid of heights, but. I can feel certain anxiety, like if I'm going to go scuba diving. I love to go scuba. I'm certified. But before I jump in the water, I was like, <gasps> deep breath, can't breathe. Here we go. And then when I go down, I'm calm. And I feel like that's like a physical reaction to anxiety, maybe right or wrong. But I also have been on a journey and learned how much there is mental anxiety and what that looks like. I, I'll let you speak, but maybe imposter syndrome can be a part of that, kind of that, that cycling mind. But I think it'd be great for our listeners to kind of break down um, anxiety and maybe some tools to help kind of with the anxiety. Yeah. I love that. So- Physical and mental, uh, yes, it's true, but they're all connected. It's so connected. So sometimes, a lot of times, like somatic therapy is very body sensation focused. Um, Your body might be talking to you before your mental, like your brain can make sense of things. So that's probably most likely why we have physical anxiety or we notice it more, right? Because the body is like, hey, 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 something's happening here. And then yeah. the mind's like, oh my gosh, I'm like racing, blah, 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 blah. So, um, so they're both like related and they both help each other and they're both connected. Um, okay. I, I like, no, anxiety isn't fun. Like these aren't fun things, but they're really important because it's telling us something, right? Mm-hmm. How do we use anxiety as a cue? 
How do we mm-hmm. get curious? Like Mal was saying, I was like, oh, good girl. Advanced therapy. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> How do we get curious with physical symptoms, right? Because it's leading us to something. Maybe it's leading us to setting a boundary. Maybe it's leading us to um, taking a break. Maybe it's leading us to um, wanting to talk more about our feelings or our fears, right? And also, like, anxiety is kind of crazy because it's the space between now and the future, right? Uh, Think about that. It's between now and the future. So in in order to get through that, we have to be here. We have to be present. So we can do that with our body. And it sounds like really, I was talking, just talking to a client about this the other day. Some of these things feel like so arbitrary and like dumb, like, oh, like that's not going to help, right? But you just have to try it. So when we have physical sensations in our body, that means our body can regulate itself and that we need to be more physical in order for that to regulate. The vagus nerve, I don't know if you, that's like the latest thing right now. It goes all the way like down your spine and that is responsible for regulation. Um, So when we feel physical symptoms of anxiety, we can use uh, physical sensations to regulate our body, which is grounding, (laughs) which is like taking off your shoes, going, putting your feet on the grass or putting your feet on something cold or something hot or something warm. And you literally just stand there and feel the sensation. So Notice when your b- mind starts to go, like, I don't have time for this, blah, 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 go back into your feet. And so this is a process, right? Like it takes time to really focus in on that, but it will start to, your body will start to regulate itself and like trusting your body in that, um, loving your body in that, liking your body in that and noticing what it's telling you. Like, how do we use our body for good? <laughs> How do we, how do we work with our body? Because yeah. it's actually has so much information for us. Mm. That so is much. really interesting. That is really yeah. interesting. Like the physical piece of it. And what yeah. if, if, if people are listening going, Jen, I'm not going to take off my shoes. Like I'm not going to yeah. go into the grass <laughs> and do that. Yes. Is there other thing like, and like, and, yes. but I would encourage people to do it. Like I would, because they might be like, what? But if they are not there yet. Are there other things when like, maybe it's more the mental piece. It's not so much of a physical thing, but they start to, is it spiraling or these thoughts come in about like, did I do a good enough on the job on that presentation or whatever it might be? What about like that portion of how anxiety shows up? Yes. So the first step with that is noticing when you're starting to get anxious is the awareness. And that's probably like the hardest step and the biggest step, but like, it's easy enough of like, oh, I'm starting to get uh, sweaty again, or I'm starting to ruminate, or I'm starting to feel really sad, or I'm starting to feel really spirally. I'm starting to feel like I did a bad job. I have that gut feeling in my stomach, right? Like notice all of that. Notice all that. Bring a lot more awareness to that because then it's saying, oh, I am now in the future. Currently, that's not even happening. That is not Mm -hmm. happening in reality, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's hard. It's hard. Yes. <laughs> and you'd be surprised of like how often we live in the future uh, and we're yes. actually not present and not in like a present, like just be mindful. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, no, just be like here, be here and like notice like the good yeah. notice where you are. And so another good um, tip with that is naming five things in the room. So, and the colors of them. Oh. So like white lamp, green plant, pink water bottle, green mug, blue computer, 
And it sounds, again, super simple, but you're orienting yourself to time and space and you're getting out of that. You're stopping that cycle for like a brief second. Um, Drinking cold water and having and noticing the sensation. So your body needs like 10 to 15 seconds to really kind of register that sensation. So that's the other piece is like we can't like mindlessly do these things. We have to intentionally be like, oh, I'm starting to feel anxious. I'm going to go chug some water and feel that coldness in our throat, right? So again, there it's a process. And I just, sometimes I hate to say these things and they're like, okay, go do it and do it well. Yeah. But you just yeah. try it and notice, notice how different you feel. Notice any changes in your breath and like a slowing down. Is it going to cure your anxiety forever? No, but it is going to keep you present in the moment and it is regulating your body. Yeah. I think the drinking water one and naming the five things like the physical things in your space, those feel so approachable. Taking your shoes off, walking outside. Yeah. I mean, depending upon where you are and you exactly. know, like, like drinking cold water, naming five physical objects in your space. That seems like we can try that. We can all try yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, obviously breathing, but yeah. that feels a little cliche, right? I don't think we notice how often we're not breathing, yeah. right? And so when you take a deep breath, notice if you take a like a belly breath. Notice your, notice your shoulders relaxing. Notice changes in your body because that that we can skip over really easily, right? But it is our yeah. body adjusting and regulating. And I was going to give Molly a shout. Molly, I think you are so good at your breathing. I think that you know I can think about days when we work together. Glass where you go, Lizzie, Lizzie, Elizabeth. We both need to right now. (laughs) I think I, Molly, I think of you as someone who's so good at your breathing. And literally sometimes I'm like, Liz, Jen, I just love how anxiety is from present, the gap between present and future. Like I just think, and I just think about sometimes I literally like, I need to take a deep breath. Molly would say, take a deep breath. And I think that it's these little tools that sound so simple. We always say this here. It sounds so simple, but it's not necessarily easy to like get yourself to pause and do it. Mm-hmm. But I think that when our thoughts start going, did I do a good enough job? Oh my gosh, maybe I didn't. Maybe I'm not going to get, oh, what happened, you know, to pause. And the, the objects in the room, is that, Jen? Because it helps yeah. bring you to center and like look around. It kind of keeps you in the, pr- it gets you back to the present. Is yeah, that what it does? Like, Stops the here I am. Here I am. Okay. And yeah. like naming the yeah. object and the color, like, Again, it's getting your mind to focus into your environment. So it's literally yeah. bringing you here and bringing you um, to the current moment, which again, we're, we're out of our future. Yeah. Right? It's the future. I mean, yeah. I, I love this, love this so much. And Lizzie, thanks for uh, the breathing yeah. shout out. It is funny because I, I do for sure with my kids, especially my my oldest daughter, like I, we just have kind of an energy together that sometimes we're both amping each other up and I will just be like, yep. okay, Lil, we're both going to take a deep breath. We're going to take a deep breath. Yeah. And it's so cute and funny. Cause now she'll be like, mommy, should we take a breath? <laughs> yes. should, we, should we breathe? <laughs> Molly, you're, you're teaching it to us. You taught me yeah. teaching Lil. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Molly yeah, even took it. a deep breath before started that she was like all right let me just take a second like and that's like centering right like let me take a minute Mm -hmm. and so how do we take more minutes for ourselves Mm -hmm. oh so so important well and that's kind of a a, another segue to this next concept of being a self-healer because everything you've just shared you know those are 
tips and ways that everybody listening, all the saucers can try to be present, try to be in the here and now, not taking, you know, the letting anxiety take us into the future. Talk a little bit, Jen, about seeing yourself as a self healer and what that looks like. Yeah. I love that. I think the more that I do therapy, the more like humbled I am of like, I don't have the answers. I, I don't, I don't know what your dreams are, what your feelings are, what your needs are, right? And so I feel like I am just like a guide, right? I'm just like dusting off what was there, like a is it excavator where the dinosaur bones. Oh, yeah. I'm like so bad. Therapists so. are supposed to be really good at analogies. I am uh, terrible at them. Salespeople are, are too, so it's fine. <laughs> okay, great. Someone's like, what? what? Sometimes they nail it, but they're pretty bad. Um, but it's literally, it's like dusting off and like, oh, there's, there's a skull, right? There's another like piece of the pie. And then what's really great is that when you give people these tools and remind them of who they are and empower them of like, they know the answer, then they start dusting it off and they're discovering these things. Right. And so I think the art of like therapy and like mental health for me is how do I point it? you you back to yourself again right who were you before and i you know i think especially as women like we're told so many things of what to be what to not be um how to say things what not to say what do you want what don't you want but don't want too much right and so again it's just this art of like you know what's right for you you actually know the decision you want to make you know whether or not you want to leave that job you know whether or not this relationship is healthy And so again, it's just like removing all the crap to remind them of themselves so they they, they can see themselves again, right? So like, I I mean, I don't want to get too like in the weeds, but I feel like that, that that is my mission and that's why I do it. And this is what I, again, I'm discovering. It's like, it's not about me. It's about them feeling powerful enough and a powerful connection to their self. Yeah. I think that, and again, to your point, some people are experienced with therapy and having, you know, spent time talking to someone, exploring all of this in themselves. Other people maybe never have before. I think, Jen, the concept of you being a guide to help people learn how to kind of nurture and heal themselves is a really powerful statement. And just listening and kind of like taking that moment to let that land with me. It's so true because the the person that we're actually with all the time, 24, seven, mm-hmm. 365 is ourself. Right. And um, it's just a really good reminder that people like you and the app absolutely give us the tools and, and help us understand, okay, what's, what may be happening and, and what can I do about it? And yet also, it's up to us to, to, to do that work and to ask those questions and to really commit to healing, you know, what whatever needs to be healed. Nobody else is going to do it for us. And even if they do, that's not going to be permanent, right? Because like, what right. if that person leaves, moves, what whatever, whatever happens versus like, we're always with ourselves. Right, exactly. And sometimes we do need a guide. And sometimes we do need someone to ask the hard questions and provide like education around it. 
and that's what the yes. app is aiming to do is like you have this unique problem. I want you to feel seen, supported, and heard. And I want to give you the actual to- tools to help you get through it. Um, because you can do that. You can do that for yourself. Yeah. And I think it's such a gift to give yourself. I think it can be a bit of a scary gift or very vulnerable to go, I need, I think the way that, you know, so much has been contextualized and not as much now mental health, but I think sometimes it can be scary to give yourself this gift. Um, and so I think Jen, it's been great. Like you said, you can get through it and your app is called how, how, we how get we get through. through. Thank mm-hmm. you. How we get through. Thank yeah. you. Um, yes. And so I think it'd be great. We always let, we always want our guests to do a shameless plug on something. Obviously we'd love for your app. Talk to us a little bit about how our listeners, when it's launching and then like how our listeners could start to get involved, where they, where they can find it. Anything you want to plug? Yeah. We want to hear yeah. it. Yeah. So great. So we're launching of um, March next year, which we're so excited about. We are on Instagram call on how we get through and it's T-H-R-U. Um, and we'll be doing and rolling out a lot more um, resources around the courses, which will be really exciting. Um, you can sign up for our newsletter to be um, aware of our launch, which is great. Um And the app has, um, which also I wanted to mention, which is really cool. It has a directory as well. So when you create a profile, you, um, hit certain tags like depression, anxiety, imposter syndrome, and then all of those tags are, um, connected to the therapist that specializes in that area. So when you create your profile, you'll get curated, uh, courses for yourself. So the ones that you want will be available for you. And then if you take a course and you really like that therapist, you can contact them through the app and process more if you want with them. So this is also really fun too, of like, you have a friend that has a specific problem that keeps, they keep calling you about, (laughs) you're like, I can't help you with this. Please go to therapy. You, you're like, Oh, I saw this course on, um, on How body image, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or long distance relationship. Here you go. Go take it, right? And so cool. again, it's like this, like I don't know, just like this bountiful one stop shop for everything and every issue um, yeah. that you can get help right then and there. So um, the courses also come with a workbook um, that you can fill out, and it's PDF. You can print it. Again, it's audio, it's transcript, it's video, it's however you want to learn. Um, and we also have resources with that. So um, any other books or um, support groups going on that will all be in that course page in related to that subject. So I'm really excited. So exciting. I yeah. love that you're becoming a tech, I want to say tech I'm girly. a tech yeah. baby. A woman. Tech, yeah, exactly. You're becoming <laughs> a tech girly. But I think it's incredible to be building this, Jen. And I, I have so many questions about how you're finding connections to your therapist, how you already know them. But we, what we'll do is I would love, we will put this episode out um, soon. But in March, I think the sauce would love to kind of help support your launch. And we'll remind our listeners that they can go check That's out your great. app when you launch. So we'll stay in contact about that. I think we'll be Thank great. you so much. Yeah. So let's get into, you know, some some of the favorite parts we've gotten great info today but um jen we love a good lightning round and this is where it's like two sentences exactly quick answers so mall i don't know if you want to take it away on first question what do we got for jen yeah first question we already talked a little bit about 2020 and covid but what is an activity that you started during the pandemic happy hour at 3 (laughs) p.m yeah (laughs) happy hour with my husband and my two young children in my backyard (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Love that. 
So I good. love that. Okay. Question for a therapist. How do you break up with a therapist? I love it. You just do. Mm-hmm. You just do. You write that email and you say, this doesn't feel like it's working out. And and it's better because sometimes a therapist feels that way too, right? So mm. you want to, again, find the best person for you. And if that isn't it, then move on. You're not hurting the therapist. They want the best for you. And if that's not it, you got it. You just say, this isn't working out. Thank you so much. And it's happened to me, right? Like I cuss a lot mm. and this girl was like, mm. <laughs> The same for me. And I was like, you're right. It's not. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Good luck. Right? Yeah. You don't ghost them? Do you ghost them or you appreciate the email? Uh, I appreciate the email, but if I haven't gotten ghosted before. Yeah. Um, But if you do, I mean, obviously I don't like, I'm not, I'm not the person to hound you. So I wouldn't like follow, follow, follow up. Um, but you can just say it's really good for you to speak up for yourself. Like that's a process in itself of like, I don't have to ghost you. I get to say, this doesn't work for me, but I appreciate you. Mm. Do it. Yeah. Just say, I love it. Very, very, very good advice. Empowering. It is okay Thank to you, Jen. With your yes. Yes. Yeah. What about, what do you do, Jen, to calm yourself when you're feeling anxious or de-stress? Um, I yell. <laughs> So again, with your vagus nerve, like you do like horse breaths or like, uh, 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 sorry, that's really loud, but like singing, like, so I'm stimulating my, my vagus Uh nerve, but I also, um, walk in circles, um, around my backyard and I feel that fleeing sensation in my legs. For me personally, that is like really helpful in what I worked with a somatic therapist around and just like letting that energy out has been really, really great. But I also take deep breaths with my children (laughs) and they tell me to take deep breaths. And yeah, deep breath. I love. Okay. And Jen, we can't let you go without asking you what we love to end on with all of our guests. Let us know what is Jen Hershey's secret sauce? I love it. Secret sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a nine on, yes. nine on the Enneagram, which is peacemaker. And it, I rejected that for a long time too. But I think my secret sauce is um, making sure everyone's having a good time, like bringing people together and be like, how are you? How are you doing? How's it going? Like a little bit of a hostess, but I think in this app of like, how are the users doing? How are the therapists doing? Mm. Like, how are we all doing collectively? Like I feel, yeah. and that was that important of like how we get through, not how you get through. How do we get through this collectively? Um, so yeah, I feel like I'm I'm just like surrounding everybody and that feels really, yeah, exciting for me to do that. What an incredible gift and how we get through feels like kind of your professional baby and version of getting to do that, getting to yes. pull people together and connect them and give them their their tools and resources. Jen, thank you so much for being here. I have so absolutely much. loved this conversation and super excited for you. What's next? Thank you. You guys are the best. Jen, you're fab. Thank you for tuning in to the Sauce Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our personal anecdotes and biz tips and tricks we shared today. If you wouldn't mind subscribing and or following the podcast on any platform or leaving a one-line review of the podcast, it helps us out tremendously. Thank you, thank you. Molly and I would also like to state that everything stated on this podcast is our own opinions and it's not shared on the behalf of others or on our employers. Thank you.